So then a cop comes over and he starts asking me like, "Hey, have you been drinking?" I'm like, "Yeah, I've had a few." Okay, trying to play, <laughs> trying to play it cool. You guys saw that? I played it cool. I go, played a few. <laughs> Gives me a breathalyzer. I do not remember what it said, but he looked shocked. Um, <laughs> and he's like, "You had a few?" And I'm like, "Sir, I don't know how to tell a law enforcement officer I am fucking hammered right now." <laughs> So then he gets me up, and we start walking through the stadium towards the gate, and I'm like, here it goes. I feel like I'm going to be walking to a press conference, and they're going to be like, we finally caught the underage drinker. Here he is, perp walk, the whole thing. No, they walk me to the gate, and they go, all right, just don't come back today. <laughs> That's what happens. If you get kicked out of Wrigley Field for underage drinking, they say, try again tomorrow. That's it. <laughs> Welcome to the Blackout Diaries, the show where stand-up comics plus everyday people tell true drinking stories. I'm your host, Sean Bear Flannery. And I'm CJ Sullivan. And each week here on the Blackout Diaries, we have a different theme when it comes to drinking and debauchery. And this is uh, big city drinking. Heading into the city. Heading From the burbs, heading into right. the, the journey into the city to drink. Mary Tyler Morin just coming into the city. <laughs> <laughs> and that is how we feel. Like, yeah. we think it's... You know, we're on an adventure. Yeah, this is you're, so important. And you land in the land of Oz. You're spinning around. You can't <laughs> believe this paradise <laughs> of drinking and craziness that happening. But uh, we're gonna get into yeah, stories like you know when you when you as a young as younger when you come into the city or whatever and you just can't believe. We just, a, lot, a lot of times it's an escape for it. But we have a great comedian Tyler Fowler who's gonna tell a story of when he took the train yep. in. and went to the Cubs game and got arrested and all kinds of things happened from there. Um, but before we get to that, uh, we were talking about um, not just coming into the city, which we've done, obviously, um, for during Duke, but like w- when you were even when you were was go- going in, going into uh, different parts of the area just to get lick to get liquor and bring it back. I know. Oh yeah, the idea was always, you know, I grew up outside of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. You were outside of, you know, Philly and Camden, yeah. and the idea was always, oh, if we go in to inner city liquor stores. Right. I mean, they're dealing with real problems. Yeah, yeah. You know, no one's going to enforce <laughs> underage drinking, you know, and if not, well, in, in, we can find a homeless person, mm-hmm. you know, we'll do whatever, you know. So, like, we would do that same thing. We would journey in there into bad areas to get Yeah, we would go into purchase. Camden. Did you guys do that? Yeah, yeah. We'd go to Camden all the time. There was a couple stores that no problems asked, you know, and, like, we would <laughs> just <laughs> – we always thought, like, oh, yeah, they don't – like, you know, like uh, – uh, we, you know, we just come across mature. We thought we that, that we come across mature. Not that they didn't care. Like the way we just come across mature. There, there. They know four white kids <laughs> coming in in their parents' car. Right. You know, you're always driving exactly. like a suspicious car, like a Lincoln, a four door Lincoln. You know, and you're uh, a bunch of fifteen year olds. Yeah. You know, <laughs> coming in. <laughs> like, they know it's it not. was so obvious what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend Aaron Lane, who's done yep. the Blackout Diaries, who I think you know who's a comic, she has a oh, great yeah. story where she, you know, she's very, very young looking. Like her whole life, she's like looked like a teenager, even right. as a 20 year old. And when she first moved to uh, Humble Park in like the 90s, Humble Park was like a very bad area back then. Yeah. 
And uh, she said, like, she would routinely um, get harassed by cops who thought she was just trying to buy underage uh, uh, drugs or drinking. And she's like, no, I live here. You know, there's no way you live here. Like, we won't believe it. You know, like, you know, don't lie to me. Yeah. The one cop made her walk him to his apartment and show her that he, she had a key oh and God. open up the door. That's even you know? scarier than if she did. I know. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, I don't believe you. Open right. up the door if you live here. Take me to your bedroom. I don't believe any of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. I know that that is a Isn't it? fatherly and cop thing. Like, come on, what 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 is a what is a girl like you living here for? Like, you, yeah. What did you do wrong? You, but, all right. If you are a girl that lives here, then you obviously have some kind of major drug problem or something that's going on. What, oh, do you need me? Do you need to be rescued? You're obviously <laughs> locked in. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't love this. I remember in college we would go because on Sundays. Um, and in Pennsylvania, they, I thought they couldn't sell liquor or something on Sundays, but we would get 40s. We'd go into the into the city to this one like bar, pizza place. They just didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. They would sell. <laughs> bars, they would sell yeah. 40s to go. And this is the same situation <laughs> where we go into the uh, into the hood and they would <laughs> just line up. Eight, 40, eight of your best 40s, please. And they were just like... <laughs> <laughs> Of St. Ives. Yeah, I love the lie. You, me and my buddies from corporate, right. uh, <laughs> just want to unwind a little bit. We're pulling an all-nighter this weekend. <laughs> oh man, so we get your old English. Um, anyway, so did you did you uh, ever? Uh, I mean, go into the bars. I remember when I lived in, in North Jersey. Oh yeah, in Weehawken, and we would. That was the that's the definition of going into the city. The bridge and tunnel guys in New York would always make fun of. Um, us Jersey kids that would come up into uh, New York. Um, this is after college when we used to live in Weehawk, and and uh, it's so funny. Once you get there, it's it's great. You know, it's, it's an incredible night. You're going out in mm-hmm. the city, blah blah blah. But then when the night's over, like getting back, it is just long. Oh yeah. And then there's just like <laughs> va- there's those vans that just pull up to you, and like you'll go for him like ten bucks. Like where you go? We all go. All right, well, all right. There's twenty of us in there. We'll swing around. They were called refugee van, and like it was just fucking nuts. And it was just every man for themselves, just swimming across the river, whatever, because there was no plan. Because New York cabs are taking you over there, you know, and you're not getting a cabs anyway because they're yeah. too expensive, you know. So you just had to find your own way. And you're just jammed in a van with like 20 strangers and they're just making up their <laughs> rounds and everything is fucking under the table cashless. Because so there's nothing else you can do. They know they got you. Yeah, completely. Um, we didn't have like quite as much of that in Cleveland there was like kind of like no cabs or anything like that um you know what would happen is um you would get towed you know Mm because you weren't used to being towed in the suburbs so you would like go into this bar you're like wasn't this this is the greatest night of our lives (laughs) you know like they're serving us they're treating us like adults you know like we're peers (laughs) we're being respected this is Uh and then you'd go out and you're like you know when you've been drinking it doesn't hit you initially that you've been towed you're like huh I thought we parked here. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, <laughs> I guess we didn't, huh? And then you start looking around, and then you think, well, uh, we are in the inner city. Yeah. It was stolen. We're in the so city. It was obviously stolen. Was stolen. Someone wanted my, yeah. Someone jacked our Cavalier, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we one time, I actually forgot, I actually forgot to mention this uh, before we started recording, but we one time, that happened to us, and... um. 
we call uh, Cincinnati PD. We were in Cincinnati. We were underage. We were drinking okay. in Cincinnati. And I'm like, yep, my car uh, was stolen. They're telling me it's a bad area. I can't find it. <laughs> and she's like, all right, can you uh, describe the vehicle? And if you remember, our listeners may not know this, but I drove a 1987 Chevy Cavalier in yep. high school that had Chief Wahoo, our logo for the Cleveland Indians, now the Guardians at the yep. time, painted Pro- on the Problematic on the hood. mascot painted all on top of the hood. <laughs> <laughs> and then it said, go tribe on both sides. Sure. And no, none of the doors, were, she's like, does it have any st- distinguishing features? And I'm, li- it's like five minutes of me listing. I'm like, the doors don't work. They're different colors. I got a logo on the front. Right. And she stops at me. She's like, sir, that car was not stolen. There's no way that car was stolen. And, and <laughs> she's like, she checks um, the the city tow uh, yeah. thing. Yeah, it was she's stole- like, I don't was- know if it was privately towed. Yeah, it was taken. Then she goes, right. you know, <laughs> yeah. She goes, is it possible? This is what I would do, sir. It's like she must get a thousand of these calls reporting. Right. I would go to whatever burrito place is closest and just see if you parked it. <laughs> <laughs> and she was right. Come it was on. there. That's a Yeah, this is a totally true story. Yeah. My buddy, I was not driving. My buddy left it there. I gave it to them and they left it at, uh, uh, at some burrito place in Cincinnati. Retrace your drunken steps. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ma'am, I want you scouring. Put this on the radio. Put out the scouring on everyone. On everyone, alert all units. <laughs> alert. <laughs> well, I was calling. I didn't think they would actually do anything. I was calling it in, like uh, you know, just if I'm going to file an insurance claim. Sure. I'm guessing I need a police yeah. report. What's the process? And she's like, "There's, you know, she's like, you know what? I'm going to stop you right. This car was not stolen. So, like, there's no way this <laughs> right. car was stolen." You know? and, and to be honest with you, that doesn't even seem like something we would do. We do. We would even impound something like that. <laughs> yeah, it would cost us more. Right. We know you're not picking it up. <laughs> All right, like that is that is now our problem to get rid of. <laughs> Oh man! Well, that's amazing. Well, that's we're gonna have get deeper into uh, city uh, problems when you're drinking as a younger person coming mm-hmm. into. But first, we have a story from like we said earlier from a young Chicago comic named Tyler Fowler who has an amazing story about coming in to the train with his buddies in the suburbs and uh, <laughs> well, getting getting what the city has for them. And without further brew, what's <laughs> a pot of midnight beery? I give you Tyler Fowler. Have a round of applause for Sean for hosting the show, buddy. This is fun. We are all here because we like drinking, but Sean is a pro at it. That's cool, man. He, you know that when he called it Jeppesons Malord. <laughs> that drink doesn't have a first name. What the fuck? <laughs> you talking about Jeppesons like you do a pinky out when you drink it shut up you know, I, was, I was surprised when he said Ohio because he sounds very Chicago he called it my jewel you all heard that right you can have my Whole Foods my Mariano's jewel belongs to the people god damn it all right the streets that's fun this fun. let's do this man uh make some ways you guys like drinking yes it's a drinking show drinking crowd Fun. Uh, I'm sorry to disappoint you guys. I don't drink. I, uh, I don't. I know. I'm sorry. It surprises people. It surprises people when I tell them that because they're like, "What? You don't even look healthy. How do you do that?" <laughs> That's incredible. Good for you. But I used to drink. Okay. And I was more fun back then. And I know that because my friends only ever tell stories from when I would drink. <laughs> like, have you guys ever been nostalgic about stuff you're not even positive happened? <laughs> All the time. Friends would be like, hey, remember that trip we took to Nashville? I'm like, 
only thing I remember about Nashville is the airport. <laughs> They're like, Tyler, we fucking drove. <laughs> So this story is about back when I used to drink. This first slide is all of my best memories when I would drink. Yeah. It's black. You guys got it. It's black. There's nothing there. There is nothing there. I just found out today it's supposed to be a slideshow. So that's the first one. I, uh, no, man. So the story, it's summer 2011. It's my first summer back from college. We all know this experience where you are like 19 years old. You've been drinking like a 40-year-old divorcee for two semesters. You come home, you turn, you turn your parents' house into kind of a frat house with like a live, laugh, love on the wall. More of a frat home, really, if you think about it. Yeah. So I got a bunch of my friends together uh, from the suburbs to go to a Cubs game, uh, which involves drinking, obviously. And, uh, and what we do is, is uh, if you're, let me, we'll do this slide. We'll do a quick slide right come. These are my friends. Uh, if you know any of them, don't tell them. I didn't tell them I wasn't going to use this photo. I don't have any other ones. Uh, that's it. If you are from Chicago, you recognize this group of people. Uh, these are suburban kids who are blacked out on the Metro. You've seen them. <laughs> You've seen us. This is kind of what it's for. If you don't know, the Metro is the commuter train in Chicago, and uh, you're allowed to drink on this train because all the people riding it are dead inside. That is... <laughs> this is a fun fact. If you don't know, one million people ride the Metro to work every morning, and not a single one of them has ever smiled. They are the saddest people. <laughs> you've ever seen. I used to commute on the Metro and it, they're so sad in the morning. You go on the platform, you don't know if they're waiting to get on the train or jump in front of it, really. They're sad. Even worse, they're more sad on the way home because they have to go see their families again. So they're all drinking. That's why you're allowed to drink. You're having a few drinks on the train. My favorite of these people is they have a quiet car for people who want to read or do some work, take a nap, whatever. You're not allowed to talk. It's like a library. There are people drinking in the quiet car which is a level of alcoholism I appreciate so much. You're like, hey, everyone, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to get drunk right now. <laughs> Absolutely love that. So that's one group of people riding the Metro, right? The dead inside professionals. The other group of people is their children who have stolen liquor from their liquor cabinet and are getting drunk and going to terrorize the good people of Chicago. So that's that. I, um, so I get a bunch of my friends together. We're going to go to this Cubs game, uh, get hammered. Uh, everyone's kind of trying to show off, like, the drinking problem they've developed since we graduated high school, right? And, and the worst of it, by far, is the kids who did not go away to college, for sure. My friend's like, dude, I went to the SEC. We party hard. Or, like, I'm in the Big Ten. We party hard. You know who parties hard? The community college kids, okay? <laughs> they have union jobs and nothing to lose, Okay. <laughs> I joined a fraternity in college. Here's a picture of that. I, uh, this is also, there's all the pictures. I don't have pictures from the day I was blacked out. Just, I, this was a problem when I would drink, and I found it out in the last six months. I quit drinking like three years ago. I just found 100 pictures of me on someone's back when I was drunk. <laughs> so that's all it's going to be, is pictures of me on someone's back. I joined a fraternity when I was in college. I was like, dude, I know how to party. We drink really hard. My friend David was a bagger at Jewel. He partied with the mentally ill and felons, okay? They, he fucking knew what the fuck was up. So he, uh, David worked at Jewel. He was going to provide booze for this, this Cubs game outing. Uh, I figured he got someone at Jewel who's going to hook him up, whatever, because he's now 21. No, what he shows up with is a box of liquor from his dead grandpa's house. Um, yes, so we're, we're digging through these dusty liquor bottles, one of which just says gin. No name, no brand. This was made before brands, okay? We're way... We're way before brands. But, you know, you're like in high school. It's like for college. You're not 21. You're like, we'll drink whatever we can get our hands on, right? The best thing we found in this box was a bottle of Everclear. And, yeah, yeah. 
And you know, Grandpa wasn't drinking Everclear. He was cleaning the rust off his boat with Everclear. That's what was going on. If you don't know Everclear, my favorite drink when I was drinking, which explains why I am no longer drinking. That is not supposed to be anyone's favorite or anything. Uh, if you don't know Everclear, it's pure grain alcohol. Uh, it's almost twice as strong as any other spirit. It's highly flammable because of that. Uh, it's, it's highly flammable, yet fire breathers in the circus, they use gasoline because it tastes better and it's safer to drink, honestly. It is... <laughs> Everclear is rough stuff, not to be messed with whatsoever. But it was, it was my favorite drink uh, because it's bang for your buck. This is a, a, a secret for you guys to take home. You're sneaking booze into somewhere. You always take Everclear because you get twice as much, okay? Only six shots fitting your flask, boom, 12 shots, okay? It's like the loaves and the fishes. We only had six shots. It was somehow enough for all of us to get hammered, okay? It was a beautiful, beautiful thing, you know? So we put the Everclear, we put the gin into these water bottles, right? Uh, and we're taken to the, to the game. Uh, also, at this time, this is like 2011, Wrigley Field, all they would do for security is run a metal detector over your pockets. Uh, so it was like an overcast day. We're all wearing hoodies. Because you know the kind of day in the summer where you wake up, you're like, 85 and sunny, we're getting hammered out in the sun today. Fuck yeah. And then you wake up, and it is rainy and 60, and you're like, I already made these plans to get drunk. So <laughs> I don't care about the forecast. We're drinking. Fuck Tom Skilling. Let's do this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's absolutely do this. So it's one of those days. So we're all wearing hoodies, right? So before we go into the game, I stuff five beers in everyone's hood, okay? <laughs> and a couple of these water bottles full of booze, whatever. We walk dead past security with enough booze to kill an elephant. Uh, <laughs> which, surprisingly, the same amount of booze it takes to sit through a baseball game, uh, which is fun. Uh, and I'm talking shit. I'm like, this security sucks, dude. They, they don't know how to do their fucking jobs. We just walked in here with all these booze. Fuck them. I am the king of Wrigley Field now. Um, and... So we go in, we'll just do another picture. It's, it's not relevant, but it's me on someone's back again. You guys knew that. You guys knew what was coming, it's that again. I, uh, so we go into this game and we're sitting in the bleachers. Uh, you hear all these stories about like, that's where the party happens, right? What I did not realize, they're the cheapest tickets in the stadium. So on a, a weekday afternoon in the summer, we're surrounded by a kid's day camp field trips. Uh, <laughs> directly next to us is a bus full of kids from a camp for the developmentally disabled. <laughs> I, and at this point, we are so drunk, they're looking at us like, same camp, different bus? What is... They're like, we don't recognize them, but they're clearly from our camp. We don't... So I'm strategic, right? We gotta drink this booze as quickly as possible because we're underage, we gotta get rid of the evidence. So I go by... I, uh, the thing about Everclear is, it t it's so strong, it turns things that are not alcohol into alcohol. Right? If you take... Vodka, pour it into water, squeeze a lime, that's a cocktail. Everclear, water, it turns into vodka, okay? That is all <laughs> that you've made. So I go to uh, the concession stand, I buy like a $9 lemonade, pour all of the Everclear into it, which makes vodka. And uh, we just start passing that around. We're all taking, you take one little sip out of it and scream, ah! That's what it tastes like. And we think we're being like coy, like we're totally getting away with this. Like, yeah, just eight friends who can't hold their heads up, sharing one very sour lemonade. Um, <laughs> for whatever reason. So we make it through the national anthem, which when you're hammered at a baseball game, they're singing just to you, okay? <laughs> as soon as the game starts, security walks right down to our row, sees a sea of underage drunk kids, and picks me out of the middle, like, get over here, you're clearly hammered. Uh, takes the lemonade out of my hand, smells it, immediately chokes on the fumes. Like, this is <laughs> not for human consumption. So this guy uh, takes me with him, and I'm like, my life is over, okay? I'm, I'm going to jail, I'm gonna lose my scholarship. I do not have a scholarship, but I'm drunk, okay? And I'm, and I'm being very dramatic at this point in the day. 
So uh, at this point, I'm like, okay, fair enough. Their security sucks, but their detective work is pretty good. These guys could tell. <laughs> so I'm like, this is it. I'm going downtown, right? I'm going to be on the front page of the newspaper. They're walking me. We're walking through the stadium. They're walking. I'm doing that kind of like robotic. You know when you're so drunk, you're doing a caricature of what a sober person would do? <laughs> security guard's walking. I'm doing one of these, like, not drunk at all. <laughs> Just walking like a person would. <laughs> I think we're going straight to the paddy wagon. And no, we take a hard left at the hot dog stand and he takes me to Cubs jail. And if, if you've never been to Cubs jail, uh, you're only there because you're drunk. Um, if you're there for any other reason, that's a problem, honestly. Uh, you go in and it's just like a tiny little room with like a handful of cops, a handful of security guards. They're watching the game on a tidy little screen and they turn around and they take one look at me and they immediately know everything they need to know and they turn back around. <laughs> In one instant, they go, uh, yep, underage, drunk, 115 train from Lombard. We know this kid. <laughs> he's trying way too hard to impress a girl he's never going to fuck. That's this guy. That's him. There's another one for you guys. Unrelated. Um, unrelated. I don't know. So then a cop comes over, and he starts asking me, like, hey, have you been drinking? I'm like... Yeah, I've had a few. Okay, trying to play, trying to play it cool. You guys saw that. I played it cool. I played a few. Gives me a breathalyzer. I do not remember what it said, but he looked shocked. Um, <laughs> and he's like, "You had a few?" And I'm like, "Sir, I don't know how to tell a law enforcement officer I am fucking hammered right now." What's the protocol? Also, I did have a few. They were ever clear in a four loco. It adds up. Okay. <laughs> So then he gets me up, and we start walking through the stadium towards the gate, and I'm like, here it goes. I'm, I, I feel like I'm going to be walking to a press conference, and they're going to be like, we finally caught the underage drinker. Here he is, perp walk, the whole thing. No, they walk me to the gate, and they go, all right, just don't come back today. <laughs> That's what happens. If you get kicked out of Wrigley Field for underage drinking, they say, try again tomorrow. That's it. <laughs> That is the whole thing. And now at this point, I'm cocky again. I'm going, security here fucking sucks. Because I made it through that whole ordeal, out of the stadium, still five beers and a bottle of gin in my hood. Um, so now I'm outside, and uh, there's a place on Sheffield Avenue where you can see the field from the sidewalk. Uh, so I go over there to kind of see if I can watch the game. I'm watching the game with a crowd of homeless guys. That's where they all hang out. We start chatting. We're immediately friends. They're like, hey, what's up, young blood? I got a nickname right away. That was cool. I love that. And I'm like, I'm kind of freaking out still. I'm like, dude, I just got kicked out of the game. Like, I think, you know, I'm going to be in trouble. And they're like, nah, it happens all the time. Honestly, we've all been kicked out of this stadium before. And it was not as comforting as they meant for it to be. I'll say that. A thing I have in common with those gentlemen now. But, um, but now we're friends, so I'm handing out beers and gin out of my hood. Like, who wants one, you know? My new friends, my old friends didn't even leave the game. My new friends here, we're drinking. Best thing that ever happened to me, honestly. We got better view. I'm drinking with my new buddies. There's no line for the bathroom. It's a dumpster right there. We just do that. It's been, it was really, really, really fun. Uh, but that, so I'm having a good time. Uh, then it starts downpouring out of nowhere. Like terrible, terrible. We got one more slide. It's the same thing. You guys know what it's going to be. X surprise. Same, same thing. Also, you notice the sunglasses in a lot of them. I, uh, that same pair of sunglasses. If you saw those, uh, it wasn't me. I was blacked out. Um, anyway. So it starts raining. And immediately they call the game. We can't play baseball. It's pouring, <laughs> pouring rain. And uh, I'm like, okay, good. We got to get out of here. I'm on the verge of a blackout. I have a metro train to be on. You guys know that. That's uh, where I'm supposed to be. I look into the stadium. My friends are the last people in the stands. Hammered. 
screaming, baseball, baseball. They won't leave until they play the fucking game, which is not going to happen. So they won't leave. A security guard comes over. I go, shit, dude. They're going to get in trouble just like me. They push their luck a little too hard. Security comes over to them and goes, hey, guys, uh, the bus is here to take you guys back to camp. You guys got to get going. So, uh, <laughs> and that's the end of my story. Thanks, guys. I'm Tyler. All right, we're back in the Blackout Diaries, and that was hilarious. Tyler Fowler with the story of being thrown in Cubs jail and then making a run, not a minute run for it, but getting released from Cubs jail, which I, which I do love. Time yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Time served. Good behavior, if you believe it, yeah. Three and a half, in, three and a half <laughs> minutes, and uh, you're out of there. It's, it's official. Yeah. But, you know, at that, at that, a, a day at a baseball game, that's an eternity. Three and a half innings in the drunk tank. That is, no, uh, no. Absolutely. I did my time. And they've uh, pushed it back. I, I, is, this, uh, is, that, is this true? So I know they were push. They wanted to push back the because uh, you used to be they would cut off alcohol after the seventh right. inning, middle of the seventh inning after the seventh inning stretch. But because of the pitch clock oh, yeah. this year and the games are going faster, they're complaining like, "Whoa, whoa, this isn't enough time." So now they're trying to push it like the bottom of the eighth. To the, it, even in the beginning, before the pitch clock, it was a funny rule that they're like, "Yeah, drink like it's the end of the world," but an hour before the game ends, cool it. So. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and, and also, drink before you come to the stadium. We'll open two hours before the game. You, you know. The- yeah, they they negate their whole yeah. thing. How they're looking for safety right. and the ride home. But whoa, whoa, whoa! We're still not getting enough. We're not getting enough yeah. sales in for this yeah. pitch clock. It's, no one's thought about the pitch clock and how they're it's like, killing the, us. The, so the, the games vendors. are going to go quicker. We're not going to drink last, though. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is, of course, Tyler Fowler, who's joining us. Thank you for joining us, by the way, here in the Blackout Tires with Sean and CJ. Um, tell, tell us real quickly about the, that Cubs jail. I imagine because I, I imagine. Yeah, I paint a picture of yeah, what okay, this so, looks like. You talk about it a yeah, little bit in your story. Basically, if, if you have ever looked beyond the concession stand, there's like a closet of sorts. That's it. That's mm-hmm. the whole thing. It's like a cinder block. Cinder block I, walls, uh, you know, everything you would imagine of like a forgotten corner of Wrigley Field. Uh, yeah. But it's. I love hastily put right, together jails, yes. you know, where it's like in a yes. room that wasn't well, designed and it's, you know, for in the that, corner. Then, there's yeah. like there's like, a, you know, a stack of like tortilla chips that when they need more nachos, they come in and they get those. You know? it's, like, it's a room. But then so then it's like it's half storage you know, and then half like a couple security guards and paramedics and then cops who like could yeah. care absolutely less about this, you know. <laughs> Uh, Steve Bartman yeah. was here on the walls. And <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it's a lot of the kind of cop too that you get who's like in the game is the guy who's like got one or two sure. years left before the pension. You know, he's done his time on the street, and he's mm-hmm. sitting in there, you know, smoking a cigar yeah. or like you know doing anything but being a cop, right? Yeah, he's got a good <laughs> exactly. Game. Yeah, and the last thing you know, you yeah. know, I walk in there going, "Oh man, I hear I'm you know I'm they they caught the big one. I'm going down for this." And he's looking at me like, buddy, I've seen I've seen a million of you. You know, you're nothing. You're right. Like, Pull up. Yeah, chair. right, right. Yeah. I would have loved for you to like almost like take it like too serious. Excuse me, where's yeah, my right. defense lawyer? I'm not talking sit? to uh, you in this lawyer. setup. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Get that guy his his pictures on the bench outside. Bring him in here. That's who I want. <laughs> right. What am I being detained for, sir? To just <laughs> Well, I love the concept. Like, this reminds me, I, I feel like anyone who grew up in, like, a satellite suburb of a big city has a drinking yeah. story like this, where you went into the city mm. as a teenager 
and you didn't realize just how many of you they're already right. used to, and just like it's such a funny like, uh, to you, di- like this is a uh, unique dichotomy. Thing, but to everyone else, they're like, oh yeah, that's what the mm-hmm. train is for. Is it brings right. it brings kids here with their parents' money and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I always love that to comedy, right? People, some people go into work, they take the train yeah. into the city, you know, and you're, in, but the kids are all riled up and they're in their like their bags are just stuck right. Yeah, my move used to be because you could you could bring whatever <laughs> me and my friends yeah, would get on the train and we get off at Ogilvy Station yeah. and there was like the same three homeless guys who that's like their you know it's their office. They're always the same three guys there, and you know we nervously <laughs> right. go up to one of them and be like. Hey, I'll give you ten bucks. Go buy buy us two tall boys, and you can keep keep the change. And the guys were like, the customer service was unparalleled. You know, there he's like, I'm a I'm a nice guy. I'll, I'll do I'll do whatever you want. I'll help you out. You know, I'm I'm, I'm just. I, yeah. What do you want? What do you like? I'm like, what do I what do I like? I'm, yeah. I'm you know, seventeen. You know, I like whatever's strongest. And of course, they know. They're like, oh, <laughs> West yeah, Coast right. IPA. Yeah. No, these guys know what to recommend. Like, oh yeah, Steel Reserve, Blueberry. That's the good stuff. You know. That's, <laughs> That's a great idea because we would do that. You know, I grew up yeah. outside of Cleveland, and we would do that. Like, we would drive into like yeah. bad liquor stores, and there would be like, uh, like a homeless person outside, and you would eventually do it. But like, I, I didn't think like in Chicago you could almost monetize that by being at the Ogilvy oh, yeah. train station and just it's, doing that right, for all the right, teenagers. Right. Yeah, he's like, you know, all the the people who are leaving work, like, hey, can you spare some change? Can you give me a dollar or whatever? Then he sees kids coming, it's dollar signs in his eyes. You know, he's like, yeah. Oh yeah, tall boys right. are twelve bucks. Yeah, that's. <laughs> but then I remember too. You know, he gives. I mean, the guy knows the deal. He gives you the beer, the brown paper bag, whatever. Me and my buddies are walking. We're going to like a concert down by the lake, mm-hmm. and I'm you know young. Don't I'm don't know any better. But like all downtown, all of the banks have a security guard just standing out front because it's a bank or whatever. So every time we walk past right. one, I'm like, oh, a cop, a cop, a cop, just like panicking. You know. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, these poor, like, you know, these guys are making like 12 bucks an right. hour, and they're like, what is this kid? Kids, yeah. kids keep running away from me yeah. with brown paper bags. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Buddy, I, I do not leave this chair yeah, for right. anything. You don't <laughs> you, worry you about You come in here with a gun, I won't even flinch. Come on. Dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not even sure a Chicago right. cop oh, would care. Not even. Know, to be honest no, with I, you. I, you. See, know. I know that now, like being an adult living in the city, but like yeah, at the time, I was like, I'm sure they're just out here looking for underage kids. You know? Right. And you're probably used to Lombard right. cops yep. or wherever you grew up. Exactly. Where they sure as hell would Because that is you their job at that. that point. There's nothing else to do. Right. You know, they go find kids who are drinking behind 7-Eleven, mm-hmm. you know. But, yeah, that's all yeah. you knew. That's all we yeah. knew good. It was just running from cops from drinking. And then Which trying is to funny. Yeah, looking back on it now, I'm like, it's like, a cartoon. I'm like I, you know, right. all you have to do is, like you were saying, Sean, if you live outside the city, all you have to do is go in the city and, like, it, the law does not apply to you. You know, it's it's... Everything is fine. <laughs> yeah. They have bigger right. uh, bigger right. problems to fry or fish to fry. Um, you were also talking before we started recording. Um, did you have a similar experience in Vegas where, like, you were drunk underage I, I was, and, like, you just didn't get how the city cared <laughs> know, about it or similar, not? I was of age. I was just, just barely 21. And I went oh, okay. for, like, a week. And everyone, me and my like, best friend went. It was my, like, uh, senior year of college Christmas break. So leading up to, like, New Year's Eve. And people were, like, everyone – this is my first time in Vegas. Everyone you talk to goes – a week is too long. You're crazy to go for a week. Yeah. Literally every person <laughs> yeah. I talk to. Yes. Like dog- when I tell, when I tell people like now, they, go, well, they, get, they get queasy <laughs> thinking about it. And I'm 21. I'm right. like, dude, I party. That's, yeah. You're crazy. You don't yeah. know me. Okay. Yeah. So those <laughs> yeah. like yard long drinks, first day, pop one of those. Every morning, it's that vodka and Red Bull just like for breakfast. By the, the end of the week, I was like, a week is too long. I Yeah. 
Uh, oh, I, yeah. but I, I remember being yeah. out on New Year's Eve and everything is like super expensive cover to get in all these different places, but they shut down the streets and all the, the uh, casinos shoot fireworks off their like roof. So I'm just like having the time of my life, drunk out of my mind, r- walking up and down the street. And for however this happened, like we run into this gang of cops and I'm like, oh, dude, here they're going to like put a put a real rain on our parade end up partying with the police for like 40 minutes like they're not <laughs> drinking they're like at work but they're just like having right. fun you know they're just sure. like yeah like yeah, oh we yeah. love like, you guys are drinking that's cool and i'm like where mm-hmm. am i you know especially like coming from a college town yeah. where again their whole thing is to bust kids who are drinking even if you're not underage right. like you're in public or you're on the sidewalk or whatever like I'm like, this is, this is like, I'm in a Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. You know, you're allowed to get drunk in the street with the police. Yeah. Like, what is this? You know? I would imagine the cops they put on the strip in Las Vegas, they get, they're like, listen, you're not even a cop anymore. All right. You are a, uh, your job is to make sure well, tourists so have many a good people time, are like okay? dressed weird in costumes. Like you, for all you know, it's like, yeah. these are just guys who went to party city, you know, like <laughs> Oh, right. the potential yeah, yeah, cops yeah. are that way. Yeah, like, that might have been a stripper. The yeah, whole you don't time, know if they're right? uh, that was a Magic Mike guy. Right, they might be. It might be some review they're advertising. Right, right. For. Yeah, you know, yeah, you guys are dancing in the uh, the NYPD blue yeah. dance that down to Luxor or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you know. Well, Colin, you and and then Tyler, you accumulated all these stories in in a in a short period, right? Because you've been sober yeah, for a while. Yeah, I, I quit now, right? uh, like, Before you leave, let's yeah, talk about that for like a little four bit. Four or five years ago, I had a good run though, so I had uh, maybe like okay. a decade, you know, under my belt, you know. Um, yeah, sure. And- I, I'm gonna level with you, dude. It all just looks the same <laughs> well, after about a decade. I, kind of got that <laughs> you know? I mean, you can keep doing it, but you're watching the same <laughs> movie. Funny. Well, I'm, you know what? And I'm so glad. I feel like the reason I'm I can be like live a life not drinking now is because like I did it. I got it out of my system. You know, I'm glad I yeah. had yeah, that experience. You know, I, Vegas was. I just went back to Vegas recently for the first time since I'd been as as like a youth, mm-hmm. and it's it's a different place being not drinking, you know, but I'm looking around going like, it's a much different mm-hmm. place. I'm looking around like, Oh, I'm glad I had that, but I'm very glad I'm not in it anymore. You know, it looks like, I, I don't know when I quit <laughs> yeah, drinking, right. I was like, let's see, I'm 31 now. So let's say like 27, 28, I was getting rough hangovers today. Simply would perish. There's no way I would live. Yeah. I'm, that, that's what I'd it. imagine. I feel like I got out. You got, you know, it's like yeah. it's like uh, musicians who are like I want to quit at the top of my career. That's where I was at. You know, I'm like I don't want to go out. I don't want to go out on an injury. I don't want to be. You know. Yeah, you don't want right. to hit rock bottom. You don't want to have that terrible studio right. album. <laughs> like, I don't want to do a Christmas album yeah. again. You know. Yeah. <laughs> John Owen out of the exactly. drinking career. That's wonderful. <laughs> Staying in Chicago. That's an, that's an amazing show. I also uh, quit drinking three years ago, but like I, in Chicago. It's just so much fun there. I don't know. It, it, it must be much. It's much more about a lot of pressure just because, um, just because everyone is doing it. It seems like no matter what bar you go to, like even if you look, just walking by, yeah. like four p.m. It's like every bar is like like they just won the World yeah. Series in there. Like they're all like <laughs> singing and screaming. Come on, no, the worst, in! like the, Jesus, the, buddy. The I'm just trying to go to day of the year. Try to go to the work. Worst day of the year is the first <laughs> day in spring at break sixty. Because yeah. people, it's no, like absolutely. it's like the war. It's, a it's jail like the break. war is over. People are just yes. locked up it's inside. Like the war is over. Yeah, people are in right. the street throwing confetti, <laughs> kissing strangers. I mean, I and you're yeah. just walking down the street like, oh, I guess I'll get ice cream. I don't know. It's not the same. 
But I will say, and I'm sure you see the same thing that I did. It's kind of like you got like the superpower though. Once you go sober, like it's like the Matrix. Like when you you know how to avoid drunk people like stumbling oh, towards yeah. you because you still got to go to comedy right. shows in Chicago, you know, under fall. And now you see them in slow motion. You're like, oh my god, this is what yeah. I was. You just like veer it off, you know. And it's like, yeah, it's like I want more. I guess I could have been living like this the entire time. Well, and the ability for like any amount of drunk people to fill an entire sidewalk mm-hmm. with wise. Even right. one person, <laughs> one guy is just like doing one of these. And I'm going, how on earth? So I'm yeah. like, you know, I'm, I'm suddenly dodging him, you know. That's hilarious. Um, Tyler, before you leave, what are some ways that our listeners can follow yeah, more the your career? Yeah, best is Instagram. I'm underscore Tyler Fowler, T-Y-L-E-R-F-O-W-L-E-R. Um, post a bunch of stuff on there. Post on my shows on there. Um, I'm going to be headlining Zany Chicago September 18th, so please come to that. Uh, all the info is going to be yes. on my oh, all nice. the info's on my Instagram, uh, and the link to tickets and everything is there. So please, please come to that. Awesome. Well, thank That's you awesome. for joining yeah. us, Tyler. That was a great story. And take, taking the uh, Metro trains into the big city and going to Cubby Jail. <laughs> Thanks, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Thanks, Tyler. Tyler. And we're back at the Blackout Diary. Sean Bear Flannery with CJ Sullivan. That was the hilarious Tyre Fuller who just laughed us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are talking about venturing into the big city today. When you live maybe in the burbs, you live right outside it, and you want to have that that great Very epic exciting. night, so you go into the city. <laughs> Very exciting city, Jake. And, uh, and when you live in a city, you can tell the people coming in, obviously, from the oh, suburbs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're dressed up. They're screaming. They think everything is just, yep. you know. Just a exactly. Super. They excited. get out of cabs like whoa. I know. They get out. Like, like, they get out of bars. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> they announce themselves. Um, and it's funny because um, you know when you grow up in a suburb, you're always told how dangerous this yes. is. Like you, you, you know, and it's interesting. I think when you go into the city and you're young and you're underage uh, and you're drinking, you 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 think like that's where you got to really keep your head on a swivel right. and watch out for yeah. all the things. And all like, the cops the are coming dangerous. for you, too, like Tyler was exactly. saying. Like you think they're all mm-hmm. eyes on you. Yeah, it, these are big city cops. Right. You know, they don't take no guff, you know. <laughs> um, but the real danger, that's inc- completely incorrect. The most right. dangerous part is the last five minutes on your return trip back to the suburbs where suburban cops are lying in the grass waiting to arrest <laughs> yeah. you on your way home. The dangerous trip to the city is coming back. <laughs> suburban yeah. cops, right, just totally. hiding in the trees saying, do you guys have a good time? <laughs> well, you're all going to jail. Yeah, like a, like a Naperville cop at 2 in the morning, much more Absolutely dangerous than worse. anything right. you are going to see in the city. Because they live for DUI checkpoints and, and, and just DUI stops, period. That's basically, that's their bread and butter. And then city cops, it it, it's well documented in the blackout tires where city, where we talk about the city cops, they could care less with, with the uh, stories of, the, well, you and, know. Uh, and this is not uh, just our own estimates right. based on what we've seen, CJ. There is hard data on it. Mm-hmm. This is a report. Um, this is from the Chicago uh, Tribune, where they had, um, at the end of the year, all the different counties and cities in Illinois have to like list their DUI arrests. Um, Naperville, which is outside of Chicago and doesn't even have a tenth of our population, right, um, had 227 arrests, 1.2 arrests per officer. What? Um, yeah. Franklin Park, which is nearby, was even higher. Franklin yeah. Park had 
almost six arrests per officer. That's insane. <laughs> now, do you, do you want to guess um, what Chicago, what the city of Chicago's rate is? Those are just this pure DUIs, right? Correct. Correct. And I will, I will, I will give the suburb cops this: that they're. I, I'm not saying there's more drinking and driving in the suburbs, but it's definitely, uh, you know, more obvious and deliberate because everyone's going to. <laughs> yes, everyone's exactly. going to two bars. There's only two bars. Sloppier, to go. sloppier. Yeah, it's sloppier. There's yeah. two bars to go to. They're in a parking lot. Yeah. You have to drive there. It's not like you're taking a fucking train <laughs> or a bus at night. You know, <laughs> like every the well, parking the, lot. The is, roads are all 45 miles an hour. Right. You know, like there's no traffic. You know. Um, Nothing's well lit. Drunks never remember uh, to put their headlights on because they're leaving a bar that's well lit. So it's just right. like these. I mean, these, these people are in actual danger. I will say that in yeah. the, in the suburbs defense. All right. So but city, I just love so city cop per, per one is like one every six uh, for the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Chicago uh, had we did have two thousand one hundred and thirty one DUI arrests mm-hmm. last year, which is a lot. But we have almost twelve thousand police officers, which puts our rate at zero point one eight per officer. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like what what what's that average out to for uh, you were saying you you were throwing some stats. Like so, per, if you did a twenty year per, career as a Chicago cop, you've you've made four DUI arrests in twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is a Tribune article. Let's compare that. It goes, uh, this is a quote from the Chicago Tribune. The officer who had the highest number of arrests in Illinois last year was state trooper Eric David, who's some hmm. suburb I've never heard of. Right. 298 drunk drivers Jeez. in one year. <laughs> compare that to a Chicago cop who does four. Who wouldn't career. do that in 50 lifetimes as a that is amazing. They, I mean, at that point, are you even a police officer? Like, that's I, almost like a specialty. You know what I right. mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like that, I mean, that's like a private investigator who only, it, does, who only, yeah, <laughs> looks for people swerving from uh, PJ McFud records or whatever the hell, you know, whatever <laughs> they're going off to. The Sh- oh, Chicago kind of outsources them because they, they uh, I remember I had, when yeah. I had my DUI in the suburbs years ago. And I had license problems with it because the Chicago license, they, they say it just counts over for Chicago. You know what I mean? That's what they do. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, well, yeah, we'll, we'll take the money and fines for it, but we're not going to actually put the units yeah. out there and write up the time. But yeah. like, sure, we'll, we'll get a piece of that pie, though. <laughs> yeah, they're like a mob boss. You got to kick up. Right. You know? Exactly right. Yeah. Like, what'd you do there? Oh, state trooper Eric David. Oh, you arrest a guy? Well, that must be nice. Yeah. Well, give us a cut yeah, of that. Give you give us know? a taste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it, you learn pretty quick when driving in the city that uh, it's not the DUIs they get you for, especially in the city. They, that's not where their money's at. Their money's made in parking nope. and towing 100%. and situations towing. like that. Right. Oh, my God. They love to tow. Mm. They have this thing in Chicago that it's difficult to explain to non-Chicagoans. But for some reason or another, and nobody understands why, there's like eight major roads that they call snow roads, uh-huh. and it starts in no. It, it starts uh, in I think November, and it goes to March, and it doesn't matter if it actually snowed that day or not. But you can't do overnight parking right. on the snow roads during that period because they're like, we need this for one reason or another. We're never going to explain why, and they just tow thousands of cars every night on these roads, <laughs> and it's hilarious. Like that was my introduction right. to Chicago. It was like I always feel. 
everyone says you're a true Chicagoan when you do Malort. And even though our live show is sponsored by Malort, I disagree. Yeah, you are right. a true Chicagoan when you go to Lower Wacker to pick up your car after it's yes. been towed <laughs> in a completely confusing <laughs> situation on a sign that is impossible to understand. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Exactly. It, 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 it always starts off with like, wow, there's no. A lot of spots here, you know. It's always, always like a lot of yeah, available spots yeah. here. And a sign, it's impossible sign, like you were saying, like a, a snow street during the summer or whatever. <laughs> then you find yeah. out you find out why there's available parking. Get your car out. You're not, you're not lying about getting your car out of Lower Wacker, too. I remember one time I had my car there, and there it's like, I don't know if I didn't have a license to get it out of there. And I had to have a buddy come with me, and he was like, they they didn't care. Like, oh, God, one guy, having even said, listen, I'm... I'm paying you to have him sign this, you know, and then I'm going to be looking over there for the next five days, you know, for the, for the keys. You just need to get it out of there. What, hap- what happens as soon as you leave that lot? I don't, you know, that's not up to me. Okay, who wants to switch over, you know, <laughs> whose car it is. He's like, all I know is I just need you to have this card to sign this paper and then that then I'm done with it. Yeah, I uh, the the first time I visited Chicago, I hadn't even moved yet, and it was it was snowing. Yeah, and um, I pull up. I'm gonna stay with my buddy in Wrigleyville, and I'm like, oh, I I thought I thought parking would be difficult in this city. Like this is a, a huge open spot. It turns out I block um like an alleyway. Right. I didn't see it, you know. So what? Like I was shutting down an alleyway. They told me I go down um to Lower Wacker, which is already fun, too, because when you have to explain that to, like, new Chicagoans, they don't realize that you actually go down to Lower, Lower Wacker. There's, yeah. like, three levers of what Wacker Drive right. is, like, um, There's, it, it's almost like a cake or something like that. There's multiple, and each, lo- it's almost yeah. like Dante's Inferno. Each lower level is, like, closer to hell and right. and more um, embarrassing um, and wanton. Different level city workers, right. Yeah, and normal people have never been to the lowest level. Like, you've mm-hmm. only been to the lowest level if you've made this mistake. Right. And I remember getting there and there was um, people warming themselves with an oil drum that was on fire. And I was like, <laughs> I honestly thought that only happened in movies. Like I have like that was like from it's like right. how the guys in Rocky hang right, out. Exactly. Like, you know, it's I, like I, a doo wop group singing over it or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, I am in the fucking city now. Yeah, like this is, is city right. life, you know? <laughs> This is how you caught into Chicago. First first weekend. As a visitor. You, you got as oil a drum heaters, third level lower yeah. whacker. <laughs> City. Fell in love with it. That's so funny because about the snow streets. And they do the same thing in the summer because in Chicago, they have a fucking street fest every oh, yeah. single weekend. They'll for that too. In every block. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And I'm not talking like a uh, farmer's market tears every Saturday morning. I'm talking like a straight up sh- no. drinking street it's, ho- it's always a band you haven't heard of right. in 40 years. <laughs> it's it, like Toad the Wet Sprocket <laughs> doing exactly. the chicken fest, you know? And you're like, know. what? You know? <laughs> right. And, it's uh, a weird food and a weird band, you know? And if you don't and they're like, anyways, we're towing. We're making our money off the toast. Right. <laughs> not, not the suggested exactly. donation. The That's, real money's in the toast. <laughs> the only way we're going to pay seven married three is if we can get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we if we tow. get about 20 cars towed. And that, and that happened to me one time. When it was a like normal parking street. They're like, oh, you didn't see this? I'm not seeing this. Sign. What fest is this? And like, yeah. and the fest would only go like four I blocks. Would, they always point five yeah. blocks. That, yeah, they point <laughs> right. five blocks down at this sign that's blowing in the wind that like some intern taped. To, you know, to a bar's window. Right. You know. 
but yeah, so that's that's what happens in the city. A lot of parking situations in the suburbs. We said, as those statistics say, once you get out of there in the suburbs, you're um, you're you're in the you're in the the, the DUI seat there you're going to be in trouble so there's a story you that happened in uh, kansas city we wanted to talk about yes um, oh yeah this is uh i, I mean this is a perfect example this guy goes to a cinco de mayo party in the city right. in kansas city itself right. he's on his way home probably had the time of his exactly life exactly what you're saying the most dangerous part is coming home from the city <laughs> Yeah. and uh he gets pulled over for a dui and, and um he was dressed as a bud light can like he's okay. wearing an actual Bud Light uniform, sure. which is not going to help, I think, your field sobriety test. Let's read this. This is from, uh, I think, the Kansas City Star. Uh, is this the? Yeah, it is the Kansas City Star. Uh, when a Franklin County, Kansas sheriff's deputy pulled over a driver for a possible drunk driving on Friday, he had no idea what was on tap. <laughs> now there is absolutely this is this is a great uh, journalistic line. Now there is absolutely nothing funny ever about drunk driving. <laughs> However, <laughs> like we're all going to laugh right. at the, this driver was dressed however, like a can of Bud Light. We, yeah, however, we would be writing this story if there wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so he was dressed uh, so as they a can of Bud Light, this... like hands sticking out of the side situation. Yeah, when I say he was dressed as a can of Bud Light, I mean like it looked like it would it it would look like if Bud Light was opening up a store at a mini mall and they hired somebody to have a costume. Like it, it's a huge inflated co- like there's no way you could pass a field sobriety test in this. Um, but he tried, and they posted it to Facebook. <laughs> the cops they posted to laugh the, entire, the, the test, like the field test. They posted his test, which I don't even know if that's legal. But there's no um, way that's legal. <laughs> he goes, uh, "This is the cops' Facebook post. Post a career in law enforcement is exciting, and you get to experience something new every day. Sometimes you see things that you can't believe." And then they show this guy's feel so bright. So funny. <laughs> Again, they another ones where cops just they're they're leaking information just for humor's sake. Just yeah, to get, get a laugh. They, just get a laugh and get on the side. I know this is probably isn't proper, but come on, guys, look at this. <laughs> well, and this is also great too. So they basically make fun of this dude in their post for a paragraph, right. and then it ends with, "As always, suspects are innocent until proven guilty." <laughs> <laughs> but we're still gonna laugh at this. Guy. Gotta cover themselves, but I mean, come on, well, how's he really gonna talk himself out of this? Yeah, one or two off. <laughs> one or two. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's something where you don't say anything. You know, if you're dressed as a can, you like you don't don't do the sobriety. There's no way it's going to help you. Not where you came from. Although maybe it will. Maybe as a lawyer, will be like, officer, he was in a mascot costume. Now, how could he perform any of these while wearing that kind of cumbersome? We we all we all uh, know the functionality of costumes are the most important part to a drinker, (laughs) Halloween or what be it not in a mascot. But you need full range of motion. This guy obviously was just doing for the laugh, not the drinking. (laughs) Do you remember? uh, I I want to finish up on this article, but do uh, I don't know if you remember when uh, this is a long time ago. Mo Vaughn got a DUI. He hit um he hit a parked car and he was um. Originally, his lawyer was like, you know, anyone could have hit that. And they, like, did the stats and something like 8 million cars had passed by it in the previous three days without hitting it. And then Mo Vaughn hits it. Right. But Mo Vaughn did do a field sobriety test. And uh, for our listeners who don't know, Mo Mo Vaughn was uh, an MVP winning baseball player. You know, The hit Um, dog. Mo Vaughn. Yeah. Yeah, the hit dog. He was David Ortiz before David Ortiz for the Red Sox. Big old first baseman who uh, hit home runs. So he fails his field sobriety test. And uh, his lawyer goes, listen, he's in terrible shape. 
Like, I understand he can hit a baseball, but what you were asking him to do, right. that's absolutely impossible yeah. with his knees and all the surgeries he's had. They're, like, he could not pass a field sobriety test. Uh, that's hilarious. And they agreed. The jury was like, we agree. You know, uh, the I saw, first yeah, base I, is easier. I saw his two errors versus the Yankees last day or last year in April when I brought my kids. <laughs> You're goddamn right. He's in terrible shape. He came and bent over. <laughs> Um, so, but see, this is another thing I wanted to. I love how they in this Kansas City going back to this guy who's wearing can of Bud Light. Uh, they mentioned this parenthetically uh, again, Kansas City star here. Of all the beer can and beer bottle costumes out there, it had to be Bud Light, a brand that's mm. been in the news a lot lately after a marketing yep. debacle that spilled over to the NFL draft in Kansas City last month. <laughs> this whole Bud Light controversy is so weird to me because it's like so disgust. And have you ever noticed? That whenever you see like supposed stats on it and how much they're failing or right. if they're not failing, it's just the agenda, the newspaper. Like the New York Post right. is like Bud Budweiser doesn't exist anymore. Like they <laughs> fucked up. Like the conservative yeah. newspapers are like they're gone as a company. <laughs> and then the liberal newspapers are like its sales have never been better. And right. you're like, what? Like a, what you know? A cup of water out of the ocean. It's just the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which I I do I definitely lean more to the whole Bud Light thing. I definitely lean more towards of the uh, the side saying that sales have never been better. Not I'm sure they took they took a PR hit with the right side with the corporate. Mm-hmm. I don't believe for a second that any of them are doing an actual boycott of all Anheuser Busch <sighs> no products. Way. No right? way. They don't even know what no Anheuser Busch products for, are. First of all, they, they don't, don't even know what other than Budweiser and Bud. Right. You you couldn't. You don't even know what they own. They That's own ninety percent of your yeah, grocery store's like, liquor section, right, and you don't they're know They're like it. Procter and Gamble of alcohol. They <laughs> you have no. They own everything. You're not, you're, yeah. not, you're not putting a dent in their wallet. <laughs> that it, it's just like. It's so funny to me because it's like it, it's obviously just manufactured sure. anger. Yeah. yeah, you know, like like there's absolutely. I feel like there's no way you could legitimately be upset about that. And I just love the idea of like before you purchase a beer. Well, I want to know where they stand <laughs> on all issues. <laughs> and it's <laughs> you know, yeah, no, it's so funny. And the, the dumb reaction that I have the whole banning thing with the whole thing with whatever, whatever was that Dill Mulvaney. Uh, yeah. Whatever they did. it was, even an advertisement. They just like gave this, just like like a social media thing. I mean, whatever. Sure, I don't even want to get into that. But like, but then like the way they had to react, like they're, the Bud, the Budweiser's ad since then was like you know just an American flag with a soldier saluting. Yeah, like, what we <laughs> are all how they go down. <laughs> like fuck it, we're just gonna take old Marine commercials <laughs> and air those because right. like I don't like we can't do another misstep here. You know, back when a man's word was all you had, we paid for people. Like bartering for it, like just the overreaction to underreaction. Is this gonna work? And and, and like, like yeah, it seems transparent, but yeah, I mean, but this is what they want to see, though. You know, what I mean, it's like it's like I get it. Listen, mm-hmm. you're dumb enough to go this way, then you're probably dumb enough to come back. All right, finally, Budweiser's coming back to my speaking my language. <laughs> I want to like I don't know if you saw that, but uh, in Chicago, outside of Chicago, a company actually tried to do this, and it looked like they weren't being ironic, and they really tried to do it. But then they were going to say no beer is American enough; that right. all beer has gone woke. And I think it was called like Right Beer, you know, yeah. for political right. Yeah. And they were going to sell it on the. I don't know if you ever saw that um, 
the commercial they released online for funding was hilarious. It was like, keep your damn politics out of my beer. <laughs> and then he just, he hits a can of Bud Light with a baseball bat. I've seen that know, guy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he's it's an, hilarious. He's so it's great. Too or something. Like he turned out to be, a, uh, surprise, surprise, he turned out to be a fraud or something, obviously. Well, they did no research and they're like, we'll just sell the internet. And then like, uh, like everyone at first is like, this is great. And then like a couple of people are like, you know, I'm really mad about the politics. But then like a couple of experts are like, yeah, I don't know if anyone's noticed, but uh, you can't buy beer just direct to consumer off the internet. <laughs> like, that's not possible. No one's ever done that. <laughs> like, like, don't you think Budweiser would have done that right. years ago if it was legal? <laughs> you can't just sell fucking beer off the internet. <laughs> I think I saw Troy Aikman's got his own beer too, and he's leaning into that too. And you can tell they're just telling him, just say, hey, oh, not, yeah. just say it's not woke, whatever. It's the only thing way we can stand. <laughs> How else are we going to compete with these companies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say you're a football well, that's what player, I love. they're not woke. Yeah, that's what I love about our official sponsor, Malort. Is mm-hmm. I I do politically agree with them. It's all. It's nihilism. <laughs> None yeah. of it matters. <laughs> you know, we're all going to die. Have a alert, you know? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> um, what was I going to say about the, uh... oh, we're running out of time anyway. Um, what do you want to close it up with? No, uh, no, do you have no. one more thought on that or uh, no, should we just no, plug no. in stuff? Yeah, that was it. I was, I was losing my train of thought on it. Um, that whole, oh, okay. That whole Bud Light thing is just so, it's, it's, I was talking about the other fraud case of it. Um, I don't know. Sorry, it was a Troy. The Troy Aikman the thing got me laughing. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's absolutely hilarious. Um, but uh, yeah. So our suggestion to all our listeners is to just drink Malort. Yeah, company that knows what it stands for, which is chaos. They're an agent <laughs> of chaos. You know, <laughs> they don't align with it. They, they're an anarchist. They don't think you should vote. That should be Malort's slogan: "Don't vote." Oh, that was gonna add the, the coffee thing. That's what that reminded me of. You're saying of the. Of the of the right beer or whatever, and then there's you ever see a, uh-huh. there a company called Black Rifle? Oh yeah, Black Rifle Coffee, yes. and it's selling like in Bass really Pro weird. Shops. Yeah, it's just, yeah. <laughs> I just love those obvious transparency political fucking products. Like, what does your coffee stand for? What, what's coffee imagine too having to ma- imagine having to do meal planning. <laughs> Based on the politics of every like, I I, right. I need a I don't have a conservative salt. That's my issue right now. You know, yeah. I, I've got I've got conservative paprika, I've got conservative coffee, but I don't have a salt uh, solution right now. It's so weird, you know, to get to a place in your head where everything's got to be politics. Right. That's amazing. Anyway, that's going to do it for today's Blackout Diary show, and we want to thank Tyler Fowler for joining us for the. Uh, yes, we did a little city in. Like everything, had to go political, but it's a city. But that's what happens with our <laughs> our beers going political. Um, yeah. So each week, uh, Friday at the Lincoln Lodge in Chicago, the ten p.m. Li- ten p.m. The live Blackout Diary show. You just had Sean Patton on. Well, we we got him tonight. Yeah, well, so uh, I, I, that's I was, was speaking to had, people already listened to this. They, you just had him. Ah, uh, yeah, we just had him I'm, on. That's I'm, true. I'm, and, um, and you're right. I don't want to jinx it, but I'm going to go ahead and assume he made it to the show tonight. <laughs> and he did the facts. That's what I'm <laughs> assessing in the future. <laughs> he better because somebody canceled and I didn't book the slot because I figure he's going to want to go long anyway. So yeah, let Pat um, do it yeah, really that'll be a good time. Maybe maybe he and I will make a couple stories tonight. Uh, we'll find out on that. Yeah, record um, it all. And let's get it on the podcast. Yes, that's for sure. Yeah, and um, yeah, so uh, check out the live show. You can also get my book, Places I Can't Return To, at SeanBearFlannery.com. CJ, what do you got going on? Uh, nothing much. I will, I will be in Chicago, but I also have my other Yes. Yeah, I'm 
By the time this comes out, you probably will not hear it. But um, besides liking and subscribing to this podcast and giving us five-star reviews, I have another one, Bottom Line Bombs, with CJ Sullivan on uh, SGPN. You can also subscribe to that. Um, other than that, that's about it. I'll be on the road uh, pretty much summer, and I'll be back in Chicago, I think, I think towards uh, September. So anyway, that's it. Nice. Um, All right, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Remember to give us a five-star review and share with friends. Thank you.